Yeah. I'm on board. I am ready. Andra Vilas Simon. Sorry, work. I just I just got so nervous about saying your name. Okay, Andra Vilas Simon. Yeah, you got it. Um, who is a a music director, a pianist, a vocal coach, an arranger. So many hats. I probably forgot some hats. They're probably more teacher. Teacher. Um, so um, I'm just gonna jump right in here. Um. So you've been music directing uh, Carolina Change. Yes, Firebrand. At Firebrand, um, which I love Firebrand. Me I'm a too. Big fan. Thank you. <laughs> That's always good to like like the the, the company that you're working with. Yeah. Um, so for people who might not know very much about this show, I I played Carolina Change um, in a, another at another theater um, oh. a little while back. But I love the show. I think it's a great show, and that more people I, I want more people to know about it. Um, so for people who don't know much about the show, can you describe a little bit like about the story and about the kind of music that people would oh, hear? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a beautiful story, like mm. you said. Um, it was written by Tony Kushner who, of course, wrote Angels in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's his first, his only musical, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music is by Janine Desori, uh, who did Violet and Shrek and Thoroughly Modern Millie and Fun Home, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. Um, so it's a gorgeous piece. It's about Caroline, who is an African-American maid. She works for a white family, the Gelmans, in St. Charles, Louisiana. It's set in 1963. So during the civil rights movement and the story starts the day before or the day of the day of Kennedy's assassination. Um, So there's like all this important, huge stuff going on in the world and all these fantastic themes. But the story itself, that all of that sort of um, political stuff in the background, right? That's Mm -hmm. that's kind of tangential. the story really is about Caroline yeah. and, and her relationship with the Gelman family and um, that other stuff is sort of background. So what happens in Caroline or change is really more about sort of just the day-to-day things that that this woman deals with and yeah. the, the microaggressions from the well-meaning family that yeah. she works for and her frustrations um, that is exactly what it is. It's just yeah. microaggressions from her well-meaning They're super employers. Well-meaning, <laughs> yeah, and they just mess up so bad. But that is the perfect summing up of her just like yeah. daily experience. Yeah. <laughs> so the story really is about that, and that's why I love it because it's it's about these small moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they talk about Martin Luther King and they talk about Kennedy's assassination, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not about the history of that in that sense. That's right. just sort of the backdrop. Um, that we're working against and you know I, I think people know this but the idea of change has sort of the double meaning it's yeah the stories about Caroline's ability or inability to change 
Um, but then it's also about um, money. Yeah, like literal coins. Little coins. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, oh, you asked about the kind oh, of yeah. music. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> so kinds. So lots and lots of kinds of music. Mm-hmm. There's. Um, this is why I love the show. And I actually run down because I didn't want to miss it. <laughs> Uh, you, so, you did homework. You I did. Prepared. I get super nervous about interviews. <laughs> um, so Janine Tesori, one of the things I love about her and, and all of her work, and I, I got, I've done her show Violet a couple times, which um, I was really lucky to do. But one of the things that she does is that she brings all these different styles of music into her shows. And she does it so well that um, you often think, like for me, I, I'll be listening or playing to – playing one of her shows and I'll think oh this must be an extant song this must actually be a, a real song out in the world right and then it's not it's just she's so brilliant at writing in the style of yeah um so this show covers so much because of all the different characters so there's a lot of um 1960s blues and Motown early mm-hmm. girl groups so um one of the other neat things about this show that um Kushner did is he brings in these sort of magical realism characters so mm-hmm. you have all these human characters Caroline and her family the Galman yes. family but then you also have the washer and the dryer who are anthropomorphized and the radio and the moon mm-hmm. and the bus so the radio uh, are three women who are basically a, a girl group and when people talk about this show they usually say it's the Supremes but actually this is 19 19- I'm sorry I'm gonna nerd out for a minute <laughs> It's set in 1963, and the Supremes right. were, like, just getting started. So it's really yeah. a little more the earlier groups for mm-hmm. me, a little more like Martha and the Vandella, yes. Ronettes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's sort of the, the 1960s, like, Motown feel that comes into there. Then there's a, a lot of rhythm and blues that comes into the characters of Dottie, Caroline's friend, and her yeah. daughter, Emmy, when they're talking about the civil rights movement. Um uh, in the story, the Gelman family, Stuart, the dad, is a pro- professional clarinetist. So there's a lot of classical music when you see him practicing. I love all the quotes. Like, I know, <laughs> like the little Rimsy Corsica, like, like chest. First, like listening to the show, I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My clarinetist and violinist had it super fun the, the first rehearsal day when we hit the Mozart. They were like, oh, well, we know how to do this. Um, and then there's field songs. So. Um, the dryer in particular sings basically what are work songs yeah. at Caroline as she's working in the basement, sort of like he's her like driver or boss. Um, yeah. He, yeah, the devil made the dryer, she says. Um, there's some swing when Caroline flashes back to the happier times with her husband. It's sort of like a 1940s, like stomping at the Savoy situation. Yeah. Um, what else? There's gospel um, for her soliloquy or her prayer. And then there's all this klezmer. Yes. <laughs> like now for something completely yes. different. There's all this klezmer that um, the script calls it hot klezmer licks, which is yes. P.S. the name of our orchestra. We are. <laughs> We're the hot klezmer licks. licks. <laughs> Serving up Hanukkah jackets? jams. Can you guys get jackets? We should have jackets. Yes. <laughs> Serving up Hanukkah jams for your next holiday party. The hot klezmer licks. Um, no, but it's like really fantastic i mean they are hot customer they are virtuosic (laughs) and they're like there are just moments every night where just listening to our clarinetists and violinists like do the pass off of the duets which you know because you were in the show Mm -hmm. like i just love listening to it like it's just delightful and it's a lovely moment because all i have to do is boom chuck d minor chords right just like enjoy (laughs) just chilling (laughs) totally just chilling they're like they're playing this super hard virtuosic stuff and i just have to like boom chuck three chords so it's great totally um 
what else? And then there's, uh, so there's all those different styles. And then there's Rose's music, which like does right. not define any style. Rose is the stepmom, the mm-hmm. new stepmom. And her music is frenetic and horrible to listen to in a way like it is like it gives you an anxiety like you yes. know so much about rose from her four bar introduction before you ever meet her yes. like she is an interruption mm-hmm. she, and it's just brilliant writing like you always know she's coming you know mm-hmm. rose can't sneak up on anybody um, you like feel bad for her but also are really annoyed but also at you're her so annoyed because of her music yeah not just and of course what she does yeah but <laughs> You know immediately from her introduction, you're like, oh, this lady's going to be trouble. <laughs> Very, like, high-pitched trouble. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So to cover all of that in, like, a two-hour span of time is a lot of so, fun. Yeah. There's just so much in there. And yeah. there's something for everyone. Something <laughs> for everyone. Yes, it's true. Um, so I haven't I haven't gotten to see this production yet, but I'm I'm. Well, we just extended. So I'm, we have oh, till November Oh, good, 11th. good, good, good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. No, that's perfect. Um. So I, uh, not having seen the show, I'm wondering what kind of adjustments, if any, have you had to make musically in terms of like the instrumentation, like the oh, orchestration, sure. mm-hmm. um, or anything like, uh, I know, like it's a relatively like small space that you're working with, like at the den. And if I'm thinking of the right place. Oh, actually, we're in the Heath, so we're in oh, the large. Yeah, like Firebrand's other shows have been in the the Bookspan, oh, okay. which is smaller, okay. and we're in the Heath main stage. Oh, okay. So, it's quite so a bit I larger. can't even like picture it right now. Um. So like. So anyway, just what yeah. uh, any kinds of adjustments that sure. you've had to make? Yeah, I mean, well, the the score is brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. And the harmonies and the vocals are perfect. So in terms of that, in terms of the cast, there's nothing I would adjust. Like, to stories a little like Sondheim, and that you just. If you just do it correctly, right. she gives you everything you need. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just want to work on executing everything she's giving given you correctly. Yeah. For the instruments, though, like with, I mean, I guess any storefront show in Chicago, you know, we had to reduce it a lot. Right. So totally. it scored for 11 um, and we got it down to five. Wow players which is only possible because i have amazing players and an amazing main stage programmer um but you know i i almost always have to reduce shows like right. I, I can think of maybe twice in my life that i've gotten to do a show with with full orchestration so what i try to do <laughs> is i try to make it not a compromise right yeah. you know i try to do reductions in such a way that you still have everything you need and it still feels you're not full. dumping everything into a keyboard book exactly like, yeah exactly so that's what i tried to do in this case i approached it a little bit differently um you know, I mentioned that the dad, Stuart, is a clarinetist yeah. in, in the show. So uh, a lot of the clarinet book is stuff that he is theoretically playing, right? Mm-hmm. So, And there are a lot of other connections that Tosori made, different characters that um, have different themes that repeat from different instruments. Yeah, And so I just took that a little bit further and kind of let that inform some choices. So I ended up connecting an instrument to every character. Oh, cool. And I honestly have no idea if anybody knows that. <laughs> But me now like, the world in the knows. production or the audience. Like I have no idea if anybody knows that's a thing, but um it it helped me mm-hmm. make choices and it was a fun puzzle. To that's awesome. Out. So and I'm lucky to have some great doublers. Like oh, my great. replayers playing four different reads. Yeah. With, like no breaks, because this was originally conceived as an opera, so it's almost entirely sung through. Right. Yeah. So it she's really just, just like keeps going. switching and juggling and um and then I've uh, Ethan Deppy did our programming for main stage, which mm-hmm. is great because that way I'm able to cover things like bassoon, 
Yeah. Cello, sorry, so sorry. It's so fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, my excuse was <laughs> that the bassoon is the um, is the connection to the mother. So the mother right. who was deceased was a bassoonist. Mm-hmm. So I figured it was okay that the bassoon only existed in in, a, in, in a imagination. <laughs> Sounds pretty good though. I fooled I fooled some musicians. Oh. Somebody came back afterwards and was like, "Wait, I heard bassoon and clarinet at the same time." Yeah, and I was like, mm. "And you're oh. like." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's impressive wow yeah. okay wow yeah they're busy they work yeah. their tails off i'm sure so i'm very you, lucky to have them. are you guys in a like like i said i haven't seen this space. are you in a so, pit or no well um okay so in the story caroline works in the basement right uh-huh. so um what our set designer did uh lauren who's just brilliant is she created this multi-tiered set mm-hmm where Caroline is actually just a little lower than even the audience. So her basement is lower. And then the different levels of the set go up. So like Noah's bedroom is, I think, the tallest. And then there's the living room and there's the kitchen and they kind of go. And we're sort of tucked back in the corner behind. I see. Okay. We, you, you can like see maybe the tops of our heads. So it's like, not really a pit, but it's also okay. it's like in the back. It's hard to explain. No, that, like I can kind corner. of picture it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, and this is kind of like a similar question to what yeah. I just asked, but um, like, what sort of uh, challenges have you run into um, that you feel like maybe set this show? in particular, apart from other shows you've done with either Firebrand or, because I know you've done at least a couple with Firebrand, um, uh, yeah. or, or from other shows in general, because you've been doing this a while. <laughs> a, a little while. <laughs> Just a little while. <laughs> uh, well, Firebrand, so I've done all Firebrand shows so far. They've mm-hmm. done three, and they've all been, like, wildly different, so it's really hard to compare them. We did Lizzie, right. which was, like, a hard rock punk show, yeah. and then we did 9 to 5, mm-hmm. which we made more of Dolly's sort of, bluegrass and yeah. country feel and now this so they're all really different um so it's hard to compare them um i think for the show what i thought would be the challenge would be finding musicians that could handle yeah like the reductions and the doubling it's also and the a lot of like the quadrupling it's also a lot of like it's very color voce so it's yeah, like the, it's yes it's just like rhythms. everybody has to be on their toes yes. and like so focused for a very extended period of time yeah. and the musicians <laughs> really have to know the show like yeah. it's not you can't just re- some of the numbers you can just read down right. but a lot of it you really have to know how it connects to what's happening for sure there's some really fast like style changes yes. and and yeah. i'm super lucky because i've got four other musicians who love the show who are really connected to it mm-hmm. and um who are working their tails off. yeah um but i i so i yeah i uh, i maybe a thing to talk about in answer to this question was like a fun day we had <laughs> <laughs> that's always good to talk about so, a fun day so this was what i guess should have been a challenge but ended up working out very much to our advantage was mm-hmm. i think it was like it was either the week we opened or the week after we opened. Like we hadn't been open for very long. And um, we came in one day and uh, overnight our sound system had blown up. And this is no fault of anyone on the team. We have like the most brilliant sound team. Mm-hmm. But something had gone wrong with the board. Right. And it had like somehow eaten the backup. Oh so my we God. show up and there's like, there's nothing. <laughs> and um, our producer, our, our district, our harmony seemed like, 
more nervous about it than I expected her to be. <laughs> Come to find out, it's because the New York Times was there. That oh, no big. So no That's big. Fine. MBD. MBD. <laughs> so we're holding house, and like our and our sound team is in like three different states of oh my the God. U.S. right now. So they're all in a conference call, trying to figure it <sighs> out, trying to figure out. And at one point, you know, it felt like the easiest solution was like turn everything on at full the whole time because they couldn't oh, control. Okay. And so I went back and I talked to to the bands and i was like i think we should just do it acoustic right oh. like Whoa. right and they all nodded and so i found harmony like, outside and uh. was talking to jesse green from the new york times and i was like can i speak to you for a moment <laughs> <laughs> quick like, question we think, we think we should just do it you know unplug so she came up with the term unplug which is how she announced oh, it yeah. to the to the house that's like and, the um, sexy way to put it right not we're all having a panic attack no so uh, but it ended up being such a great show and so much fun because it was just a simple matter of like make live music in the room you know like if you can't hear that's the cast so just play quieter i mean it's not that complicated yeah just, if you can't hear them you're too loud oh my gosh so we did it and then um we got this great mention <gasps> And then you were telling you, uh, Jesse Green wrote this terrific article about Chicago theater in general. And, oh you know, sometimes when New York writers write about Chicago theater, yeah. it's a little condescending or it makes us sound provincial. And this wasn't right. it at all. Like, he really embraced <gasps> both the large theaters that he saw, oh, but yeah. also the storefront shows that he saw. And he loved what happened with the Unplugged. Oh, that's so great. So it ended great. up getting us this great mention. Yeah. So Yeah, Chicago. That was a challenge that we yeah. turned into a positive. <laughs> That's amazing. So when you said a fun day, I like I thought you actually meant like a re- like truly fun. Like this is a fun day. Yeah, no, it like was. it turned into a fun day, it but it started out day. like a horrifying a scary. day. It started out um, scary. <laughs> but we ended up like loving that you performance. Took it we in had a blast. Yeah. And it sounds like you you took lemons and and made and lemonade. And our cast was so good. Like we were like just articulate like you've never articulated before. Oh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I f- I feel it must have been very intimate. It and, was, and it really was, wonderful. it was, and I always love just making live music in a room with people. Yeah. Not, but not to say I was not super grateful when we came back the next right. day and had it's mics like, again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely the preferred version. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, talk about a challenge. That's, that's definitely challenging. Um, <laughs> um, so I want to, uh, sort of go back in time a little bit. Okay. Um, wow. yeah. uh, so you've been, you've been working steadily in musical theater for, for a while, for quite a while. Um, I wanted to ask, um, was musical theater something you like fell into and decided that, Oh, I really like this. I want to keep doing this. Or was it something you connected with like really early? Um, yeah, we'll start there. Sure. Well, <laughs> I, I think of myself as a theater person first mm-hmm. and a musician second. Um, like I've always worked in theater regardless of whether or not oh, okay. I was working as a music director. Um, and I played piano since I was, you know, tiny. Yeah. And I think that when you are like a high school or college theater dork and you know how to play piano, it's just inevitable at some yeah. point that yeah. someone's going <laughs> to ask you to do this. Right. Um, so I was trained when I was studying piano, it was classical training, yeah. um, which I loved and appreciate, but I didn't really connect to it until I connected it to theater to work. To theater. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, how did, and like kind of what was the, can you think of like a specific point that was sort of the turning point for when you started to get into like music directing? I In college. I mean, I did a little of it in high school, but I think it was in 
college when a friend of mine was directing a musical and asked me to music direct it. And I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> you're said, supposed no, to say, yes, do. I know how to do everything. Yeah, it's fine. Was, but when you're young. You right. <laughs> um, I say that, but that's not what yeah, I've no, generally no, no, done. Actually do that, right? So I was like, okay, I'll try. I think it was Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> and I did my best. And you said um, this was in college. Was, yeah. Where did you go to school? I went. Was it like around here? I no, mean. it wasn't around oh, here. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and how did you end up doing theater in Chicago? Um, I had always wanted to be in Chicago. So I grew up in D.C. or outside of D.C. Gotcha. And after college, I lived in D.C. for a while. And now today dc has a really great strong vibrant theater scene mm-hmm. when i was there which was <clears throat> some time ago um <laughs> there wasn't as much mm-hmm. um like like woolly mammoth was just getting started like they uh-huh. were a tiny storefront theater when i lived there <laughs> so there just wasn't um there really wasn't an opportunity really at the time for me to make a living doing that there uh-huh. um i i actually my one of my former lives was in arts administration oh so okay. i was working at the kennedy center doing fundraising and stuff oh, like that cool. which i loved but i always kind of knew i wanted to be here to me this yeah. was the theater town yeah where i felt like i could work really do, do what you wanted, wanted to, to do. do yeah, yeah. Uh, what i was... had to convince my husband to move here yeah <laughs> hey here so <laughs> um so what was your first show in Chicago? My first show <laughs> in Chicago. Wait, wait. I'm, I forget which is the first and which is the second, and I want to get it right. That's a- my first show or my first music direction show? Ooh. Oh. First music direction show. Okay. My first music direction show was Tom Foolery, oh. a review of Tom Lair songs with Open Eye Theater. Oh, my. Um, at... WNEP, which I think doesn't exist anymore. I don't and I was know. actually a replacement. They had a music director, and I don't remember why it didn't work out. But at the last minute, mm. they need somebody else to step in. And then you came so in and cleaned house. Yeah. My very, no, very no. first <laughs> show in Chicago was The Mandrake in the Chopin Basement. I was the assistant music director <gasps> and percussionist, oddly. Whoa. <laughs> that's not a thing that I, that's not a thing. <laughs> You're um, like, sure, I play percussion. Like, yeah, I'll hit that. Sort of. Whatever that thing is. <laughs> Sure. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, I was wanting to know, do you have any other like upcoming projects or shows that you want people yes. to know about? Well, first and foremost, can I plug, can I plug Caroline even a little more? Oh, plug whatever you want. Because we, we haven't really talked about Firebrand itself, but may I? Yes. Okay. Okay. So please. Firebrand Theater. <laughs> Uh, is the world's first equity feminist musical theater company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're committed to employing and empowering women, um, only to doing shows where we're going to have as many women on stage, women and femmes, mm-hmm. uh, as men on stage and off. So we apply this not just to our actors, but in the pits and our designers and our directorial teams. We want to make sure that we have a strong um, femme voice. Yeah. Um, and Carolina Change was, as I said, just extended. So we're running through November 11th. So first and foremost, I want everybody to see that. Yes. Um, if nothing else, see that one. <laughs> um, and then next, I'm super excited. I'm going to be helping Steppenwolf with um, their show La Ruta. Um, I was oh like, oh, this is new play. Yeah, I never thought I'd work at Steppenwolf because they don't usually do musicals. And this is not a musical, but it's a play with four songs. Wow. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm so excited. It's uh, I just never thought I'd get to work there. So that's great. Um, 
And then I'm doing Gentleman's Guide at Porch Lights mm-hmm. um, in the winter, which I'm really excited about. And then I get to do Next to Normal at Writers. So wow. it's going to be super fun. You're, it sounds like you're going to be like really awesomely busy. Yeah. <laughs> Better busy than bored. Yeah. I say. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's also exciting. Ah, okay. Well, I'm super excited to see Carolina change. Yes, I, I still have to, I've just been like doing a bunch of stuff in the last couple of weeks, but now that I'm almost done with that, I can go see the show and I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have a website? I do. Yes, I do. So it's, uh, my full name.com or to make it easy, you can just do Andra, A-N-D-R-A, V-S, V like victory, mm-hmm. S like Simon, uh, dot com. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for you. talking to me about about your it. life and Firebrand and Carolina Change and all that cool stuff. Um, and yeah, everybody go see Carolina Change at um, with Firebrand. It's at the it's at it's the, at den. the Den, the den yes. Theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.